What's up, you guys? Welcome to episode number 15. I forgot as soon as I closed my notebook. Episode number 15 of the Track Record Podcast. I'm your host, Chance. This week, we have another guest. Two back-to-back weeks with guests because I hate hearing myself talk for 40 minutes. I'm kidding, but I'm sure nobody else likes it. Um, Why don't you go ahead and welcome yourself? (laughs) Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) It's me. Hello. Um, What is your name? Brianna. Brianna what? Shrock. Um, how do we know each other? We go way back. <laughs> we go way back. Like a balding hairline. Yes. Don't, don't laugh at that. That was bad. <laughs> okay. Um, you guys know her. She's been on here before. You guys probably know her better than me. Probably. Probably. I'll try not to be annoying. All right. <laughs> Get a load of this guy. Literally, guy. <laughs> so how we start off every week, we can review. We're not going to do a traditional one here this time, though, because um, we experienced something a couple weeks ago that was um, in celebration of our five-year anniversary. Round of applause. Thank you. Um, where my mom and her boyfriend forced us to go to a haunted prison. Oh, that was last weekend. I talked about it on my episode with Donovan, but it's yeah. nice to get a different perspective on here from somebody else who was there. So let me hear it from your perspective. Um, well. Just a quick one. Well. Okay, sorry. This is not ASMR. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, it was really creepy. And, um, yeah, that's, I don't know what to say about it. It was just it was, super creepy. It was really creepy. I and don't know if... Yeah, what was your... What was the scariest part for you? Uh, okay, well, this shouldn't have been the scariest part, but I think it was. We went into, I don't know, was it A-Hall, that creepy building? Yeah, right, into the A-Hall. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know, there was like one really creepy building that we went into that had the dungeon in it. And we were like on the top, not the top floor, but like the main level. And we like all sat in a circle and they put like sensor things. Yeah. So, like, if a ghost or spirit, whatever, goes over it, then it, like, lights up or whatever. Mm. And so we were just sitting there in a circle in the dark with, like... Pitch black. Pitch black with, like, all of these open cells, like, surrounding us. So you're just sitting there chilling, listening to... Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. (laughs) Yeah, because they wanted to play that for the ghost, I guess. And that was creepy. I almost started crying at one point. Didn't you almost start crying when we were in the dungeon, too? Yeah, well, okay, yeah, but that was, like, at the very end. That was for, like, one second. I got, like, super scared. No, I thought you said you did it whenever we were in the cell, too. Or were you just, like, shaking? No, I was, like, shaking because we were, like, in the, uh, what's it called, like, solitary confinement. We were in the dungeon. Yeah, in the dungeon. So it was literally pitch black, couldn't see your hand in front of your face at all. And this creepy lady down there was saying that, she could see all the ghosts and that they were super unhappy. That women at, were there. Yeah. So there was, like, me, your mom, and, like, th- there were four. two. There were four other ladies in there at first, and then two of them left. Yeah. And then, so that creepy lady goes, she was, like, one of the, uh, the like. Psychic mediums. Yeah. She goes, do you ladies want to see what the ghosts are doing to you right now? I'm like. No, thank no, you. No, because that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Mm, 
I don't think that she could see anything. She was just doing that to creep us out. I feel like but the whole thing was kind of something to creep you out. Yeah. There were only a few times when I was like, holy shit, that could be real. Yeah, but when we were down there, I don't know if I got touched or not, but I think I might have. See, the only part that I thought was convincing was when we were in the basement of the psych ward. And the uh, they asked it to knock, and it knocked, like, way okay. the hell down the hallway. Dude, I was yeah. freaked out. Yeah, no, that was creepy because... I don't know what else could have been doing that. No, and I'm sure people went down there to, like, look and see if it was anything. But, dude, yeah. that freaked me out, dude. Yeah, I mean, the, there was, like, other people in the building, but it was, like, coming from... Like, way down the hallway like way where down the hallway. we knew nobody was. Like, and, like, we, where they said the, like, yeah. creepy spirit demon was. De- it was literally a demon. Like, they were trying to, like, jump around the word, but it was 100% a demon. Yeah. And they were, like, trying to taunt it the whole time with, like, Bibles and, like, gospel. Dude, when he played the gospel music, oh, holy crap. Yeah, it was, like, creepy down there, but that was, like, the place that I felt the less scared, or the least scared. Yeah, I agree with that. It was, so well, I, I think it was because there was so much light. There was a lot yeah, of light. Well, because that one see. girl had that, like, yeah, that whatever it's called. I don't know. Infrared camera is yeah. literally all it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the scariest part. The neo-Nazi chain, like, uh, cells were pretty creepy, too, because we heard... Did you hear the screams? Yeah, I definitely heard them. Yeah, those were creepy. But what was crazy was when we were walking in, we literally heard, like, the scariest scream I've ever heard in my life. That was the creepiest part. It was literally, like, a banshee. We don't know what it was, but we weren't even inside the place yet, and there was, like, already just, honestly, the scariest scream I've ever heard. I don't know how to, like, rationalize what it was. I don't either, unless it was a fox. But it was, like loud it was so loud and like it was like a shriek of terror it sounded like kind of human no it 100 percent sounded human i just tried to rationalize it by saying it was a fox but i have no idea what it was i was terrified yeah that was so creepy also in our weekend review um since me and donovan didn't get to go over the albums that came out last week uh we're gonna go talk go ahead and talk about those if you would like We'll start off with the lesser known ones. Okay, well, we got to start off with the single, the Lil Uzi single from the video of him dancing in the bathroom. New Paytech, Patek, however you say it. I'm not rich. I can't afford to watch. <laughs> um, yeah. I liked the song, though. Yeah, it was. It was like seven minutes long, which is a little long for me from Lil Uzi. It's a little long for him, yeah. But I, like, enjoyed it. I still listen to it all the way through. Like, I like it. I've only listened to it, like, twice, so... And the cover art was amazing. Yeah, that's funny. A still of him dancing in the mirror <laughs> with the Heaven's Gate logo over it. And they're they're suing him again for it. This is, yeah, this is the second time being sued by them. Which I don't understand because the whole cult killed themselves. So I don't know who the hell is representing <laughs> them in court. Do you Somebody know the, who wants money. Do you know the story of that cult? No. Okay, so Heaven's Gate was like a, a 90s cult. And they believed that when this one comet flew over the earth, it was going to take their souls and put them where they're meant to be. And so this leader got all these people together, decked out in Nike, and they all killed themselves on this night that the comet flew over because they believed their spirits would attach to it and they would go where they're supposed to go. Why Nike? Well, because, I don't know, that's just what they dressed in. And after that, Nike discontinued everything they were wearing. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like the shoes they were wearing, you can't find them. The clothes they were wearing, you can't find them. You can still go to the Heaven's Gate website online. That's super weird. It's still operational and it's creepy. That's weird. Yeah. It's a really, you gotta like, there's a, I hate to like plug another podcast, but there's a podcast on uh, iTunes. Mm-hmm. 
hmm. about cults, and there's one specifically about Heaven's Gate, and it's really weird and interesting. It's like a four or five part thing. Hmm. It's worth worth a listen if you're interested in that kind of stuff because it stuff like that fascinates me because I just don't get how people can like follow something like that. Yeah. Like, hey guys, we're all gonna get in this room together and kill ourselves when this comet flies over the Earth. With like no fact behind it. Nothing behind it. It's literally there's just this one guy is telling you. Yeah. Guys, we're gonna go where we're supposed to. So when this comet flies over, we're all gonna be wearing fresh Nike <laughs> and we're all gonna kill ourselves. That's so weird. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Okay, anyways <laughs> sidetrack. Um I'm gonna go through the lesser known ones first though, that way we can have like a full conversation about the bigger ones. Okay. I already said that. But the father album, Awful Swim. Um, if you like meme rap, not not taking anything seriously, I know you didn't listen to it, but uh, it's pretty good. I mean, it's 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 Twitter meme rap. It's funny. He's in association with Zach Fox. They're like really good friends. If you can imagine what that's like, um, go listen to it. If you don't get offended easily, if you get offended easily, don't listen to it. Um, the neighborhoods ever changing EP. It was like four or five songs at like twelve minutes long. Did you listen to it? No, I forgot to. Sorry. No, I'm kidding. It's okay. Um, it's really good, though. The uh, Denzel Curry song that starts it off is probably the best song on it. And then they have a song with Ghostface Killer that's really good. Um, the production was pretty good. I liked I liked what they contributed to it. It wasn't just like a rap EP. They actually like sang over the, some of the songs, and it, it sounded really good. I liked yeah. it. Not a, not not a group I would usually listen to at all. Um, the Prince Piano and a Microphone, 1983 EP album ep thing that was released is amazing actually i don't have you listened to it yet no nah (laughs) um it's worth a listen do you like prince yeah it's really good i listened to it twice last night i don't know why it's just really good background music it's it's an album that i guess kind of showcases his vocals in a new way because you always hear him over like incredible production that he's put together and this is just literally a piano and him singing kind of feels intimate like a like a like a bar stool setting almost like we're all sitting in his living room and he's just like absolutely killing it on the piano and the and the, and the notes and stuff uh that sounded so stupid <laughs> but uh it's really it's really good it's like sad to listen to though yeah because it's like since he's gone it's just i don't know and it's such like a somber album it's very emotional it's really really good though i think it's one of the best albums released this year which is crazy to me this year's been full of insanely good albums, and uh, that one's up there. I would I would definitely go listen to it, even if you're not a Prince fan. If you could just appreciate good music, go listen to it. Last week, also, Birthed Us. And it birthed us. What is wrong with me today? <laughs> Last week also gave us a new Action Bronson single, White Bronco, off his forthcoming album, also titled White Bronco. Um, I believe it was produced by Derringer. I want to say Derringer, Rusus. Um I know you listened to this one because mm-hmm. I made you. Yeah. Um, what do you think about it? It's good. I mean, it sounds like an Action Bronson song, but it's, I mean, it's good. Do you think artists like Action Bronson can get away with making songs that all sound like an Action Bronson song? Yes, because his voice is so distinct and, it, like, and like, it's like different. It like fits what he makes. Yeah, like you put on an action Bronson song and you're like, no. Exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. You know it's going to be good. But it's not a bad thing because I don't think, like, his voice isn't boring. 
and he's just, and his lyrics aren't boring yeah he definitely raps about different things imagine if earl sweatshirt made an r&b album or something you wouldn't want that no that would be so weird. you would want him to sound like he does yeah i think s- there's a lot of artists like a tyler the creator that i want him to change his sound every mm-hmm. single album because i think he's really good at that yeah but action bronson i want that classic 90s hip-hop feel to it i want that lo-fi yeah. like smooth jazz soul fused production i want smooth l- rhymes and lyrics over it yeah i don't think he would sound good over like a little uzi b like god he might awful. he might but i just like i yeah. love the way he sounds yeah. on the production he picks i think that's what yeah. makes him so good is he's good at picking beats mm-hmm. that was a lot of dead air um <laughs> but yeah i liked the album cover too yeah. He painted his own album cover. I'm really excited for that. I really, really hope you get to go to that concert with me. Yeah, me too. It's going to be so, so good. Yeah. Um, last week gave us a new Lupe Fiasco album, Drogas Wave. Um, it's like an hour and 32 minutes, so clear out your day to listen to it. But I would say it's re- it's a good album. It's worth a listen. Uh, it did feel like it drug on, but every no, like none of the songs felt like the next one was lesser of quality like they all felt relatively good yeah i only listened to that one song that i sent you yeah i was gonna listen to the album but uh, it's so long it really is it's intimidating to go up to an album that's an hour and a half long and listen to it and lupe fiasco is just he's so complex so so weird now like i really like what's it called tietzo and youth or whatever Tetsuo and the youth yeah i really like that album but this one and he's just been so weird on twitter for the past like two years no he's a weird guy but he's like always been that weird guy oh my god my music started playing my bad guys <laughs> um i really liked i liked it it is definitely one of those like it's it's a lupe fiasco album yeah if you've heard his last few you know what you're gonna like you know what you're gonna get which isn't a bad thing in his case either because he doesn't like he doesn't take a break with his l- lyrics. Like they're absolutely ridiculous. Like so, I there's most of the time when I listen to him, I have to Google like what the hell he's saying. Yeah. Like I can understand him, but like I have to go on Genius and figure out like, dude, what do you mean by any of this? Because I, I feel have like he doesn't no even mean anything. Clue. He could not mean anything. He literally could be making these songs with all yeah. these insane double entendres and hidden meanings and subliminal messages and they then they literally mean nothing yeah because when that mural song came out i literally read the lyrics like over and over and over again like to make some sense out of it because i like the song yeah and there's just nothing like even when i would like go on genius and yeah. like look at them all it says it's is like, it's about finding spiritual nirvana yeah and i i do it's if you haven't listened to mural by lupe fiasco go listen to it it's like how long is it? Like ten minutes? Yeah, dude. Of ten him minutes of just rapping <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, he doesn't stop, no. and they're all like insanely complex rhyme schemes and lyrics that make zero sense at all. But then whenever you go look up the lyrics, you're like, I, I guess it still doesn't make any sense. But it sounds really cool. It sounds cool. It sounds really cool. Yeah, but go listen. Don't let the length of the album like scare you i'd go listen to it still it's it's worth a listen i don't know if it's worth my bad i just turned my head from the mic i don't know if it's worth like four to five listens all the way through but like listen to it once all the way through and then 
after that you can kind of pick apart whatever songs you want to put on like yeah. your playlist or whatever which is i already did that i already put a couple on my playlist that yeah. i liked um big release last week brockhampton iridescence mm-hmm. um it secured the number one spot um they released how many music videos this week like three three well three one featuring well the bankroll one was the bankroll wasn't that was just like a tour yeah but promotion. it was still a music video like it still had a song yeah, on it of. with asap rocky yeah um i want to hear your thoughts on it first then i'll put i'll put my input into it by the okay. way it was what how much was it how um 15 tracks at 49 minutes so like right in the sweet spot okay just about the whole album yeah kind of well you can we can go through track by track if you want or just like give an overall oh jeez i don't know the names of the songs yet hold on new orleans was the first one and it was easily my favorite one okay yeah new orleans was good i um, liked the production on it um jaden smith was all right but matt champion Dude, Matt, yeah. Matt, Matt Champion, Champion was the MVP of this whole album. No, for sure. Him and Bareface. Bareface stepped up yeah. and was really good, too. Yeah, for sure. I think Jobo was, like, the... And I really like Jobo, but he was, like, the my least favorite on this album. I agree. He was just on, like, every song he felt out of place, kind of. Yeah. And... Which I get. I feel like he... They use him as, like, a... He's, like, their mental, like, wild card. Yeah. Because, like, he's, he's got all these, like mental health issues mm-hmm. and then he like tries to use them to his advantage in his music but sometimes it does kind of stick out and is like just super out of place but i feel like on like on the saturation trilogy or whatever mm-hmm. like every time that he would have like a like a feature that would be like that like stuck out it still like sounded coherent with the rest of the song yeah i agree and on these it was just like yeah they were all just kind of weird yeah so i don't know what was up um, with that but um, my favorite on the album is Berlin. That was that's my second favorite for sure. And then I honestly haven't listened to it. I think I listened to it like three times maybe. Yeah, I listened to it two or three times as um, well. I don't know, it just didn't it didn't grasp me. It didn't hold my attention like the last ones did. Yeah, for sure. Which I get it. They're trying to break away from that sound and kind of create something new, yeah. especially cuz they want to forget about Amir and whatever mm-hmm. he did. But I just felt like after Jover, however you say it, Jover, I don't know how to say it. Yeah. I don't speak French. After that, I got pretty bored. I'm not going to lie with you. Yeah. And I didn't really like something about him. That one's okay. I didn't really like San Marcos, which they're pushing really heavy. Really? I like that one. I didn't. I just thought it was really eh. It was just eh. I like it. I See, I like when they're like super experimental, though. And on New Orleans and Berlin, they're, like, crazy experimental. Yeah. I liked where the cash had a lot. I liked the, uh, I don't remember which one it was. But What I was d- the two music videos they put out? It was San Marcos and what was the other one? Uh, dude, I couldn't tell you because I didn't okay. watch it. Well, whichever one it was, they had, like, um, at their concert, like, in overseas somewhere, yeah. they had everybody wear black shirts to the concert, and then they, like, filmed the music video of them performing. And they were, like, all in the crowd and, like, everybody's going crazy yeah that's cool Which that was cool but they're just they just don't grasp my attention like they used to which is sad because i do like i like i like them mm-hmm. they're all charismatic people yeah um i like the album but again like i haven't listened to it as much as i would have when like saturation 3 came out no when saturation 3 came out well when all of them came out we listened to them a lot yeah. i mean the first one came out when we were at bonnaroo and we had yeah. found a way to download it somehow I think the same way we did it with um, Kids See Ghosts. I think we did. It was looking like the very last day. Hmm. 
like uh, with Kids See Ghosts, we downloaded it the night yeah. it came out, and we listened to it all day in the tent until we went inside. Yeah. But they're just, I don't know. And for me, a lot of it is is the fans, which sucks. Absolutely sucks. Yeah. I, like, have to block all these, I don't know. I just hate seeing it. For me, though, like, I like, <laughs> I like them Excuse a me. lot. Yeah, I do, too, but... I'm not even just talking about their fans. There's a lot of fan groups that absolutely yeah, no, make me hate artists because I they just their fans are just so annoying and so overbearing. Yeah. That it just I I don't know, I just can't engage with anything on Twitter about it. Yeah. Now, if I were were somebody who wasn't on Twitter and wasn't this and that, I would probably enjoy them a lot. Mm-hmm. I would probably enjoy them now a lot more than yeah. I do right now, but because, because it's just hard not to have yes, your opinion swayed by yes, yeah, and that's like um, that's why I've been listening to a lot of like older music lately, because mm-hmm. nobody talks about it as much. Like, yeah, I'm gonna listen to. I still love rap music. I still listen to whatever rap comes out, but I've been yeah. listening to like a lot of '60s and '70s music right now, just to give me a little break. Mm-hmm. Now, in a couple months, I might pick this album back up and love it. Yeah, I know. I feel like like once the hype dies down. Yeah. That's what that's a lot of my problem with with music now is that it's hype for like a a week or two or a month or whatever and then after that everybody's like, "Oh, yeah, let's Oh, I want another album from him." It's like, "Dude, yeah. You literally just got an album." Yeah. I it bugs the absolute crap out of me. Yeah, that's like, a thing now. Yeah. Like some people take like 2 years to put out an album and you want it like You want a brand new three one in a week. weeks later. Yeah, it's, it's like, like that dude, just chill. That's not how this works <laughs> not at all not if you want quality music yeah i mean some artists can record an album in two weeks and then put a new one out and then it's all fine but most but even then i just they're sitting on those songs most likely oh definitely like one future like every yeah. future album he said he has like thousands of songs recorded yeah and he can just pick whatever one he wants to put whatever ones he wants to put out yeah and i think um i don't know fans are just too greedy Social media has made them way too greedy with music. Mm-hmm. I saw, even though I usually hate when older people talk down on, like, the younger generation and music, I saw somebody tweeted, I think it was, like, Ebro or somebody like that tweeted, mm-hmm. remember, I remember back in the day when you would be, like, grateful when a CD came out and you'd listen to that CD for months. Yeah. Up to a year, two years. Because he's like, you didn't, you didn't have this instant access to music, so it didn't make you, like always greedy for more like yes you wanted a new album but you were happily content with this album you just bought right which i'm not talking down on streaming because i think streaming is the best thing to ever happen to music because it gives us access to tons of music we would never have access to before without having to buy every single album it's not rocket <laughs> <laughs> but uh i just think that sometimes we do need to sit back and like really enjoy an album while it's here while it's here like yeah. when it first comes out like chill Listen to it for a month. Get all your listens out of it. Don't don't keep asking for more. Like, yeah, we clearly always want more music, but I'd, we don't need it right away. Yeah. I feel like people, especially, like, hardcore fans of, like, musicians, they'll listen to a new album, say they love it, even if, if they, they don't. don't. Yeah, and I hate that, and too. And then they just, like, maybe won't listen to it again because they don't actually like it. Mm-hmm. And so they just want something new to, like, redeem them i like what you said about they'll say they like it even though they might not that's a lot of the twitter stuff too yeah like they ask like they want to be noticed for liking it yeah i mean i don't know 
there's just no way that every fan of every musician likes every album that they put out. Oh yeah, there's albums from some people I hate, but I love yeah. I love the rest of their stuff. Yeah, like I'm not gonna like I like Brockhampton, but I'm not gonna sit here and say that Iridescence was the their best album. Because I don't think it is. No, it's not at all. I still think two is. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I think that's that's something that people our age need to kind of learn. Like, yeah. it's, it's really okay to say something's bad. And, like, I still, like, even though I'm probably not going to, like, I still want to see them when they come to Kansas City. Yeah. Like, even though I don't, like, love this album. Yeah. But I still like them. Because they were good performers. Right. Yeah. But their tickets are a little expensive. I mean, yeah. 40 bucks is kind of stupid. After yeah. fees, it's going to be, like, 100 bucks. And I would have bought him if I didn't buy the Travis Scott tickets. Yeah. But, but that's, Travis's album was yeah. better, and it was fire. Yeah. And we got to see him again. And they'll probably go on tour in, like... Two weeks after the... Yeah. Six months again. <laughs> well, because you got to think, that's the only way they really make music. Yeah, well, and labels. they said that this is going to be another trilogy, so... Yeah, well, literally, we will have time to see them again. Yeah, so... Um, it's fine. Moving on from that, there were many albums that came out this week. Um one that didn't we'll talk about that one last okay first i want to talk about wait before i talk about that though um the alchemist oh he actually dropped the vinyl pre-order today um he announced a four-track ep called what is it called something about bread um (laughs) four-track ep with earl black thought and a couple more like highly lyrical prolific rappers i'm excited for it Mm mm-hmm if you like Earl or Action Bronson or people like that, you're going to like it. I mean, The Alchemist is the sound behind many, many 90s, 2000 hip-hop hits. Yeah. I'm just excited for new Earl. Yeah. Finally. No kidding. And he announced... Yeah, he announced new stuff, too, New stuff soon, that. so be expecting new music from him. Uh, first album from this week of releases that I want to talk about was The Logic, Young Sinatra 4. Wanted to kind of get some initial reviews... Not even reviews, just initial thoughts or statements about it from you. Go for it. Okay. Well, I was uh, actually looking forward to this album. So was I. I wanted it to be good. Um, uh, yeah, I was not. <laughs> I was. I was not wishing for it to be bad. No. Like I really, really wanted it to be good. I think it is better than and his he, last two. I think it's like quote unquote good, but for me, it's like it's so corny still. Still? I think it's still so corny. My there was a couple songs that were okay. Like, the last one I thought was really cool. Like, him, like, talking about, like, his journey to, like, get to where he is. Yeah. Like, some parts of it were, like, kind of corny, like what he said. Yeah. But it was cool. And then the song where he had um, people leave voicemails for him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. And then the one with Wu-Tang was cool. Wu-Tang Forever was really good. I'm not even going to talk that one down. That one was good. Yeah. but So like, was the one with uh, Jaden Smith. Even though Jaden Smith just talked in it. Yeah, but then, like, the freaking Adventures of Stony Bob. Like, yeah, that one really? was, dude. That was bad. From the second I saw the title, I literally, lo- I remember, because I saw you, yeah. I was with you when I saw it, and I go, are you kidding me? That's an actual song yeah, title? that was bad. Um, 100 Miles and Running was, it was a good song, but it was, I don't know. Like, we know Logic can rap, and we know yeah. that he can rap fast. And it's like... Well, right after it came out, I literally, I typed up the tweet, and I, do, I, did, I did this many times listening to this album. We get it. Yeah. You can rap fast, but rapping fast does not mean you're saying anything prolific. Exactly. And that's how I felt when he did it. 
Yeah. Also, Logic, how bad do you want to be Kendrick Lamar? How bad? I can't remember what song it's on, but he literally, the dude, tried to sound exactly like him. Yeah, and then, like, the Street Dreams, I'm, I think it was that song, where he was, like, talking about, like, going and, like, shooting the convenience store worker or yeah. something. Like, Logic, you... Like, you're not from... You're not that, yeah. Which he is from, like, a bad neighborhood. He but is, like, but... That's not your persona. No, not at all. And, like, it's just hard for me because, like, he always, like, talks about positivity and stuff like that. And then he and raps then he'll about... he'll go on a song like that and talk about... Killing people killing and people. drugs and stealing stuff. And, and like, I, I get it, but that's, like, that's not who you are. Like, that's not who you yeah. put off that you are. Yeah. And it's just him, I think, trying to... Fit in. Fit in and appeal to more people than he does now. Yeah, I agree. I think now he's found that niche to where he, if he does make pop rap the whole time, like... And stop saying the word boom bap. <laughs> <laughs> I literally hate that. I don't even know what that means. And well, because old production literally just sounded like boom baps. I, like it was just like just, super stripped back production. It's like we're bringing the boom back, bap back. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Hey, like, Logic, we get it. A lot of the songs in the album weren't even like super hard no i feel like a lot of them had well, like a and he said he's bringing the boom back back and there's literally only one song that sounded like that yeah hey logic listen you don't have to rap on a boom bap fucking beat my bad for the f-bomb <laughs> i never say that on here um but you don't have to rap on a boom bap beat in order for people to think that you're a good rapper yeah that's not how it works like there are many many good rappers now that rap on completely obscure production. Earl is one of those people. JPEG Mafia is one of those people that raps on just insanely, it, like, they, the, the beats they choose sometimes literally don't have rhythm. Yeah. But they find pockets to rap in. And to me, that's more impressive than getting on a straightforward beat and then rapping and making no sense. Yeah, I mean, I think the production was good. I like Six. I no, think six, six is, is really good. Great. And it was... Also weird that he brought in the Thalia stuff on one of the songs. Oh, yeah. Did you think that was weird? Yeah, that was weird. Like. On an album that's like, I don't know. It was like. That's not on any other album except for. That one. The Incredible True Story. Yeah. It was just weird that he like brought that in. I feel like. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I don't know. I just. Sometimes I just wish he wouldn't try so hard to fit. Like. You know your target audience. Your target audience. Yeah. You know who it is. There's no need for you to try to, like, I get it. You want to expand and evolve and do this and this, but there's literally no like, you're huge right now. Yeah, I just don't understand. Like, I don't know what it is right now that I don't like about him, but it's like after he broke up with Jessica, <laughs> he's weird. Which that was weird, anyways. That was weird. I but don't really get that. I don't that. know. Like, I love The Incredible True Story. Yeah, I, I think love it's that a, album. I think it's a good album still. Yeah. But then I thought Bobby Tarantino was eh. The first one? Yeah. It was, I liked it when it came out. But then the more you listen to it, you're like, ugh, it's pretty like, corny. Yeah, it is. The corny. more I grow up, the more I yeah. find him to be corny. Yeah. Because I just, as I grow older, I don't like, I don't know. I want to hear something different than that. Yeah, I guess. in which I think that's why The Incredible Truth Story was good because it was different. Yeah. And it wasn't him talking about how he's 
half black and half white. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're talking about how we grew up. We get it. Wherever. It was, it was like a conceptualized album. Right. About, like, the future, I guess. Kind of. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. That album was good, though. Yeah, I really liked it. And, like, I wish that he, that I liked his albums that he's put out. But yeah, because he seems like a great guy. Yeah, I mean, I like him. Yeah. I have a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just his, I don't know. He's, I don't even know how to, like, say it. I know. It's like, he's just, like, not growing. Yeah. At all. He's growing, like, as in he's selling a lot more records, but right. he's not, like, growing with his audience. Right. He's kind of, like, staying... His stuff is kind of still feeling like teenage. Well, and I feel like Logic is one that could do a different sound and be successful. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I like, like, yeah, he could sing a little bit, but that doesn't make me want to listen to him anymore. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. He's just one of those guys I've just lost interest in. I just have. Yeah. I mean, that's all there really is to it. I've just lost interest. I don't relate to it anymore. Yeah. Word. So going on from that, I want to <laughs> give a little shout-out to Getter's Visceral um, album he put out, electronic music. Um, I usually cannot stand EDM, like electronic or dance music, but this was really good. It had some really good um, guest features on it, which helps me out a lot because I don't like that most like hardcore EDM literally has no words to it. I hate that because it just sounds like, which I like, which is weird because I like house music. House music is just like, hip-hop production almost Mm -hmm. but edm stuff just sounds like noise to me and this had words so i could actually like listen to it yeah and i liked it so i just wanted to shout that out um now let's talk about the big one that came out this week the one we've been waiting seven years for that finally got released the carter five um we both agree that this is one of the best rap albums we've heard in a long time yeah definitely is there's been a lot of there's been which is crazy to say because there's been a lot of good rap albums this Mm -hmm. year like denzel curry's if you go back and listen to it is incredible yeah but this was just like an all-out attack yeah i honestly might say that it's the best one of the year like like over really like like, you think it's better than kids he goes really it might be you like it more than kids he goes I feel like I'm pretty even. Pretty even on it? Yeah. And I I was not expecting to like it th- that much. Because you've never been, like, a huge Lil Wayne fan. I Yeah. Like, I'm a casual Lil Wayne listener. Yeah. Like, I like him, but I've never just, like... Sat down and listened to all the Carters? He, like, Lil Wayne is not something, like, someone that I would just put on to listen to. Yeah. Casually. But I've listened to this album probably, like, five times. Jesus, because it's an hour and a half. Yeah. This is another one that's intimidating at first because it is really long, but don't let that get you down because uh, it's really good all the way through. There were some songs that I felt could have been cut, like one or two, three or four. Not like, it's it's 23 songs, but I feel like if you would have put but out anything... But all, sh- all the Carters are that long. Yeah. And if he would have put out anything shorter, people would have been pissed because yeah. we waited seven years for it. Well, and like literally all the Carters are about an hour and a half long. Yeah, they're all really long. So... It fits right in with the yeah. with the theme of it. Um, let's go through and talk about some of the songs. Um, first of all, the opening track with his mom talking to him mm-hmm. was sad as hell. Yeah. That made me, like, want to cry. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is set the tone for the next song, um, Don't Cry. 
um, featuring XXX Tentacion. Um, I liked I liked it like a lot. Yeah, I liked it too. It set the, the album off like really well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think XXX delivered a good um, vocal performance on it. Yeah, nice and somber. It fit the tone. Wayne rapped really well over it. I mean, there's Lil Wayne rapped hard over every song. Yeah. Um, Dedicate and Uproar were both incredible. Which uh, I think Uproar is probably my second favorite behind the Kendrick one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uproar is probably my fourth. It's my fourth favorite on it, which is crazy to have that many favorites on, a, on an album. Yeah. Um, but then it goes right into Let It Fly with Travis, which I think is my third favorite. Really? Yeah. See, I was I liked almost, it a lot. I was almost disappointed in that one. Really? Yeah. I, I thought it was so good. It's good, but like when, I don't know when it was, that he like so long ago that he tweeted that this was like his best song. Oh, he never said. Okay, so I miss, I misquoted that. He just says, "Wait till you hear this song with Wayne. It's it goes crazy." Okay, I don't know. He said, "If it doesn't get released, I'm gonna cry." It's good. No, I thought it was really good. I thought it was stupid good. Anyways, "Can't Be Broken" was good. "Dark Star of the Moon" was good. I like that one. Um, "Mona Lisa" with Kendrick was insane. It's crazy. Probably the best rap song of the year. No, like, honestly. Like, it's so good. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I was not expecting it to be that good. Yeah. Um, but that song was crazy. Like, it's five minutes long, and it, like, needs to be longer. <laughs> it's five minutes, and it needs to be longer. You hear me? Yeah, it was super good. I really liked the story in it. Mm-hmm. I liked... The different vocal deliveries they both did. Yeah. Kendrick especially. Yeah. Went through like seven different phases of delivery. Mm-hmm. It's just a vocal attack the whole time. But the story's good. Yeah. It's, it's really nice good. It's nice that it actually has, like it actually, you can actually understand what it's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to skip down a little bit. My favorite song on the album was Took His Time. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just kind of connected to it, I guess. I really liked it. What was that? Wait, I liked the diff- another one. Um, let me see. Open Letter. Open Letter is good. That was the other one I was going to say. Yeah, that was like my third favorite. And then I liked Mess a lot. Mess? Dude, I'm telling you, the whole album is good. And then the last one was really good. That one's sad, too. Yeah. So the he closes also. Open Safe is incredible. Yeah. Look, dude, the whole album is good. Um, I think this album's kind of crazy because it's like sounds like there's like so many different eras like yeah it's literally like like it's like 2005 through 2018 yeah (laughs) and that's what uh scott veneer he hosts uh the i am other radio station Mm -hmm. with uh pharrell and he literally tweeted what time period does this album take place in because i can't put it down and i think that's what it was a good move for little wayne because it makes you it makes the appeal like wider Mm-hmm. to more people like yeah. older people are gonna like this like older Lil Wayne fans will like it because it sounds like 2005 yeah new fans will like it because some songs sound like 2018 mm-hmm. right in the middle you're gonna like you're, you're just it just appeals to a lot of people I think it's a very well put together album I think it sounds really good yeah um some of the production was great most of the most of the vocals were really good um that feature with his daughter was really good which one is that on oh my god I can't remember Regina Carter famous 
Oh, I like that song a lot. Yeah, that's his daughter. Oh, okay. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. saw somebody tweeted, this is the ultimate dad rap moment, having your daughter <laughs> sing on one of your songs. No, I really like that song. Yeah, no, it's it's just a good album. Yeah. If you had to give it a rating, even though I hate doing ratings now, what's your Shoot. rating? I'm going to nine. Yeah. I really am. The yeah. only thing that's holding me back is that it is an hour and a half, and it's really long. It is really long. But... but <laughs> but, but it's worth the listen. Yeah, one hundred percent. It was worth the wait. Sure. I think it's definitely worth the wait. Yeah. Um, it's definitely up there for rap album of the year, which yeah, we'll definitely. get into in a little bit. Dude, I saw a tweet the other day. This is random, but of like all like Lil Wayne's whole dis- disco- discography. Discography. Holy crap! That's a hard word. That dude literally has like five billion albums. Yeah, and like four hundred mixtapes. Yeah. Yeah, dedication. He has like six or seven. Six, de- of, the, yeah, six, six of those. Six of those. Five Carters. Sorry for the wait. There's like two or three of them. Yeah. I think there's two. Yeah, yeah. there's two of them. I don't know. There's just like no ceilings. Literally so many. Yeah, he's put out a lot of albums. Like I knew he had a lot, but holy crap. Um, now budding off of that information we just gave you, Young Thug released a tweet right after the release of the Carter saying. Barter 7, um, what was it? Barter 7, like, coming soon or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, if Barter 7 comes out, I'll shit myself. Because <laughs> Barter 6 is incredible. And Barter 7, he's going to drop it because him and Lil Wayne hate each other. And it's going to be amazing. And I really want them to start a rap beef to where they're, like, rap battling each other. <laughs> because a young thug Lil Wayne rap beef, like, rap battle would be the greatest thing for the culture that we could ever want. <laughs> it would be amazing. Oh, my God. I can't even do They would, before they would do it, they'd have to chug their cups of lean and then oh start rapping, dude. <laughs> Anyways, Barter 7 on the way. Um, now we got to talk about Kanye because he had a big weekend, a really yeah. big weekend. So Kanye was the musical guest on the season 44 premiere of SNL, which might I tell you was as bad as you'd probably guess it would be. (laughs) It's not a good show. Also, Pete Davidson is the least funny human being I've probably ever encountered in my life. Anyways, Kanye performed I Love It with Lil Pump first. It was probably a minute and a half performance. So short. Kanye was dressed as a bottle of Perrier and Little Pump was a bottle of Fiji water, and they danced, and you're such a freaky girl. I love <laughs> it. And then he continued to say the F word like nine times after that, and they didn't bleep it. Yeah, that was so weird. But despite all the memes on Twitter, I liked the performance because it was fun. Yeah. And if you want to hate on Kanye for actually having fun once, get out of my face because he was just having fun. Yeah. Like, that so, was, like don't take that serious. No. He was literally dressed as a bottle of sparkling water. Yeah. And Lil Pump was dressed as a bottle of, <laughs> like, spring water. I just think it's hilarious that it's with Lil Pump. No, I love it. No, I literally love no, yeah. everything about it. I like it, but it's just funny. It's incredible. It makes me so happy to see both of them having, like, Lil Pump looked to actually be having fun. Yeah. And he's sober, so that's weird. Yeah, well, and it's cool that he gets to be on a song with Kanye. Yeah. It's he's like nineteen. Yeah, dude, get no. He's eighteen. He just turned eighteen this year. Dang. Think about that. Yeah, that's crazy. So get off of Kanye for having fun. Um, 
I'm really sick of people hating on him for having fun. Yeah. You don't have to take him serious all the damn time. Let him have fun. That was a fun performance. And then his second one was We Got Love with Tiana Taylor. Mm-hmm. And somehow Tiana Taylor was able to show her nips all over the screen. Yeah. She had a see-through top on and literally her, her like, you could see everything. And none of it was blurred. <laughs> Anyways, good performance. I liked the performance. It was good, yeah. Dude, her abs. Crazy. Crazy. Brazy. But it was a good performance. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, And then this last performance of the night. So good. Was so good. And I got cut off short. NBC can suck a nut. Um, They did Ghost Town. He did Ghost Town with Cuddy, 070 Shake, and Mike Dean was in attendance. And Ty Dolla Sign. And Ty Dolla Sign was playing the bass. Um, It was a really good performance. It was fun, high energy. Yeah, Kid Cudi was really good, I thought. Yo, Kid Cudi surprised me. Yeah. A lot of people on Twitter were saying his mic sounded like shit. I didn't think he sounded bad. No, I didn't I was either. actually expecting it to sound... Worse than... Worse, just because that is such like a... I feel like like a low... Yeah, like, a low register for him to sing in. Yeah, but it, I think it sounded pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. I thought she sounded good. Yeah. I thought Kanye sounded good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kanye had the monologue at the end. Where everybody's... Did you watch the video of the monologue? Yeah. What what was your thoughts about it? At this point, <laughs> when Kanye goes on a rant and rambles, you just gotta be like, oh, okay. Yeah. And quit freaking out about the hat. It's it's literally a hat. It doesn't matter. Yeah. My whole thing is like literally none of this matters. Yeah. I just, I feel like Kanye has just like, he's just like inside of himself so much. Like yeah. not in like a bad way, but he's just like, he doesn't understand how stuff like comes off. To no, other people. dude, not at all. And I don't think he cares either. No, that's me and me and Tyler were just talking about this the other night. We were like, Kanye is the embodiment of when somebody says, "I don't give a shit anymore." He's literally not giving a shit anymore, yeah. while everybody gives a shit about what he's doing. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of the stuff that he says gets read wrong, whether it's his fault or not. Yeah, just because I don't think he knows. Well, he he does not research what he's talking about. Yeah. He definitely just goes off a of feeling no, and says it. No, he definitely does. But and I just feel like a lot of the stuff he says isn't as serious. No, dude. As listen, people are making it's it. It's Kanye. Take it with a grain of salt. Like, do you really think Kanye is going to get the Thirteenth Amendment repealed? Probably not. Well, listen though. Listen, he didn't say repeal it. He said it needs to be modified because all it is inciting is modern day slavery where all these workers and stuff are just modern slaves. Okay, so people... And then the Washington Post posted an article today that said what Kanye said was actually not wrong. Okay, so people are saying what he didn't say then. Yeah, well, he had said repealed, but then he, like, went back and, like, on Twitter was like, I did not mean repealed, I meant this. I meant we need to amend, like, we need to amend the 13th Amendment to make it fit modern-day times. Okay. Which... Makes sense. And that's what the, the Washington Post said. They're like, what he was saying literally makes sense because this still kind of allows, like, legal slavery, mm-hmm. like, through loopholes and stuff. Yeah. So I just think people, number one, don't understand what he's talking about. Number two, take it w- way too seriously. Way too seriously. Yeah. And <laughs> Excuse me. What was I going to say? Take it way too seriously. And... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like... Oh, and the whole thing with, like, his uh, Trump hat that he wears, I don't think he's wearing it in support of Trump. No, I don't either. He's doing it... Okay, so in 2013 when Yeezus came out, 
he had a whole merch line with the Confederate flag on it because he wants to desensitize it. He wants to make it not have this bad meaning. He wants to be like, oh, man, that's a cool design. I have it on this merch. So let's make it not like not a bad thing anymore. And I think he's doing the exact same thing with Trump now. Yeah. And the exact same thing with like Candace Owens, who's an extreme, extreme right, whatever you want to call her. Yeah. And like it's just the same process. Everybody was pissed when Jesus came out over that. Yeah. But everybody's and, saying that he's out here supporting Trump and how can you support him? Which I think he does like Trump as a person. Yeah. But I mean, they have the same mental processes, right. I think. Right. And I think he said that he likes Trump. Yeah, he has. But he's I don't think he agrees with everything that he no. believes. And I believe he said that. Yeah. So him wearing that hat does not no- insinuate. I, I honestly think him wearing that hat means nothing. Yeah. I think he's if, just doing it. To I think piss if anything, he's just doing it to make people mad. Because we live in a world right now where everybody is so sensitive about everything that he's trying to make it not like he's like guys yeah and i think i think sometimes that he can be like like he just needs to chill oh definitely most definitely and i think a lot of the times he doesn't know what he's talking about yeah but when it comes to something like that i feel like he wouldn't have done it if he didn't know what he was doing but then again if you think that he doesn't know what he's talking about then take it yeah, then don't... Not so th- literal. Yeah, then don't care. Just let it go. Yeah, and that's another problem with social media. Everybody freaks out, and then it catches yeah. on this huge train, well, and, and everything then, gets twisted, and everything's... Yeah. Everybody's so sensitive in this and this about something. It's like, literally, if it does... Like, it's Kanye West. Who cares? Yeah. Like, it, I guarantee you Kim is sometimes just like... Dude, nah. chill. And I guarantee you Kim does not agree with yeah. most of the things he says or does... Yeah. For attention. And that's his wife. So yeah. if she can be married to him. Well, think about it. All of his friends, n- literally none of them agree with him. Mm-hmm. None of them. Mike Dean. He, he came out on Twitter and yeah. said it. He's like, I do not agree with what he's saying, but yeah. he has the right to do that. Yeah. And you guys are trying to hinder his free speech by doing this. He's like, and I don't agree with it. Yeah. And I think that instance can be taken in by a lot of people and people need to learn from that, that just because you don't agree on opinions doesn't mean you can't like someone. Mm-hmm. I remember... During the election, um, me and uh, and Tyler, well, Tyler, not even me, Tyler lost, like, a ton of followers, and, like, people told him never to talk to him again because he was, like, open about hearing other people's opinions. Yeah. And would, like, challenge your opinions and, like, try to talk through, through them with you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's absolutely absurd to end a friendship over, like, a political opinion. Yeah. Or the way you vote or this or that. That's just ridiculous. If you like him as a person, you like him as a person. Political views and stuff should not matter. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless they're, like, openly racist or, like, right. blatantly, like, sexist or, mm-hmm. like, homophobic or something. But, I mean, it literally doesn't – it's not worth it. Right. And all those guys that are friends with Kanye realize that. They realize that a friendship's worth way more than him absolutely spazzing out about some stuff that doesn't usually make sense. Yeah. And I think it sucks, too, because did you see, like, what Lana Del Rey said yeah. about him? That sucks because people who like Lana Del Rey are going to be like, oh, my God, yes. Like, Wolf. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so then that sways people's opinions even more than it already did. Yeah. But people who, who like Kanye and who like his music will always, I feel like, be like listen to his music. And, and you can't tell me that whenever this new album comes out, people aren't going to listen to it. Right. They said the same thing about Ye and Kids He Ghosts. Mm-hmm. And look. 
everybody listen to it. Yeah. That's my whole thing. A lot of it's hip- hypocrisy. Yeah. They're gonna they say they're gonna do one thing and then they end up still listening to it or still supporting his music or whatever. They just want something to talk about. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. Everything's a headline nowadays. Yeah. Um with that being said, Yandi's pushed back to Black Friday, November twenty third of this year. And I'm not mad about it. I'm really not. I'm just honestly really like okay, it's Kanye, so I'm not super confused, but it's like he had a specific date and he was like promoting it and he was like, We need Kanye and Lil Wayne music at the same time. And then he didn't like, drop it. <laughs> and he like and he was on SNL. He and said after just, SNL's coming out. And then it just didn't drop. And then he was, like, tweeting the next day, like, nothing happened. Yeah. It's very Kanye to do, but I'm not, like, me, I'm, my whole take on this, I'm not going to get mad about it because I know he doesn't keep promises. Yeah. Dis- so. Disappointed, but not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointed, but not surprised. Okay. <laughs> no, but uh, I definitely agree with that. I feel like, I don't know, He he's someone that, Whenever he throws a deadline out there or whatever, you can't ever listen to it. Well, and the thing is, like, I was skeptical at first that it was even real. And then, um, okay, shut up. And then um, he, like, kept saying stuff about it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, actually going to happen. And that didn't. Yeah. Which is, he's like you said, disappointed but not surprised. Um, but, yes, Yandi is now scheduled for November 23rd. I hope he builds on it. Kanye, tw- I mean, not Kanye, Kim tweeted a bunch of emojis with her tweet about it. So, that was um, weird. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be good if there's a hell of emojis <laughs> on it. So, I will, smooth transition. Um, I wanted to talk about um, your early votes for potential rap album of the year. So, give me your five nominees. Oh, geez. Um, Carter Five. Okay. Kitsy Ghost. Okay. Um, probably, I don't know, should I put Ye on there? If you want to. Yeah, probably. Okay, two more. Um, shoot, I don't even know what else. <sighs> you put me on the spot like this, I can never think. I thought I had said, I, I thought I had told you before this. No, you didn't. Okay, <laughs> my bad. I don't even, what else came out? A lot of stuff. I know, I can't think right now. <laughs> so you should go to this three right now? Sure. Okay, my top let me three. Look, let me look. Mine are, so Carter Five, because I think it's a great piece of work. Kids See Ghosts, because I think it's a perfect piece of work. Um, I forgot it? about Astro World. I don't think it's in my top, I don't but think it's in Rap Album of the Year for me. Yeah. So Carter Five, Kids See Ghosts, Daytona. Okay. Um, Denzel Curry, Taboo. I'm going to throw you the screwball right here. JPEG Mafia veteran. Okay. Well, I know you like him, so. Yeah. I know you don't really like him because he's a little experimental. Yeah. Um. What else has come out this year? Yeah, I know. I literally can't think right now. I got to look. I completely forgot. Yeah. Um. What else did come out this year? Was that Zarface? Zarface meets Metal Face was good. That's a more traditional rap album. I'm still waiting on that flipping Danny Brown album. Were you getting ready to say one? No. Oh, <laughs> you looked up like <laughs> you were going to say something, and then you never did, so. No. Um, Eminem Kamikaze's up there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, I was kidding. You said that's so serious. I'm actually going to take out JPEG Mafia and put in Flatbush Zombies, Vacation in Hell. Okay. Because that was highly slept on. 
and I still think it's a very good album. Even though it's another long haul of an album, it's super long. And now I saw this on Twitter today. Could you name an album? Give me three albums that you think are 100% perfect as they are. That couldn't be better albums. They're literally perfect. Um, so Channel Orange, Blonde, and um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm just kidding. But no, not, but Blonde's not really. definitely on the but list. But Blonde, yeah, definitely. Blonde. Blonde. Um, blonde. <laughs> blonde. What else? Um, I don't know. What's on your list? I had a reply to somebody. Shout out Grant. I put Volume 4 by Black Sabbath. Houses of the Holy. Um, what is that? Stardust. Oh, that's a uh, Willie Nelson album. Yeezus, I said is perfect. Oh. Blank Face, I said is perfect. No Worries. The Knowledge and... Also, I'd throw mm-hmm. Malibu in there. Malibu is great. Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys. I know you cannot stand him. Them, my bad. Shout out <laughs> the Beastie Boys, the goats. <laughs> Highway 61 Revisited by uh, Bob Dylan. Voodoo by D'Angelo. Um, the Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust by David Bowie. It's an amazing album. Let's Get It On, Marvin Gaye. Dope Smoker by Sleep. Liquid Swords by Jizza. Um... Tipping Butterfly, I said it was perfect because I like the ordering. I like every song on it. They all match together well. Zeppelin One, Kill 'Em All, Process by Samfa. It's another great one. A Sailor's Guide, A Sailor's Guide to Earth by Sturgill. Purgatory by Tyler Childers, and Drunk by Thundercat. Wow. Also, I would add Rodeo to that list. Rodeo. I do think Rodeo is perfect. That album's amazing. I'm gonna go back okay. through my albums again. Um, can I be completely on Kiss Lands on there? I oh. I love that album. I mm-hmm. think it's perfect. Um, I'm going through my albums right now, just scrolling. So Cherry Bomb. I would say Cherry Bomb. I would say also throw. I would throw Cherry Bomb, Wolf, and Flower Boy on that list. Really? I think they're all like perfectly ordered. They all sound amazing. They're all clear um, eras of Tyler's music. Yeah. Currents by Tame Impala, even though it's super, like, stereotypical to say Tame Impala. I think that album's perfect. Um, Songs in the Keys, of, Songs in the Key of Life by Steve, Stevie Ray, not Stevie Ray Vaughan. I was looking at Stevie Wonder and Stevie Ray Vaughan's name at the same time, but it's Stevie Wonder. I think that album's perfect. Um, I'm trying to think. Dude. What? No, there's a couple songs I'd throw off that album. Never mind. I was going to say Anti. Ariana. Oh, Ariana. But there's a couple songs I'd throw off there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Purple Rain, Prince. Um, dark, you could Anyone could say Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. That's a pretty um, iconic album that most people would agree has no bad songs on it. In Utero by Nirvana is one that I think is perfect. Um... That's a really hard question. I saw that and I like had to sit there and think about it for a while. Pure heroin by Lord. Really? That's a curveball. I did not expect that one to be there. That is a good album though. It's so good. I think it's really good. Um Okay. Hey. Dark Horse here. Gunfighter Ballads and Trail Songs by Marty Robbins. Oh my god. What? <laughs> that album is so good. And you know I love it. I know. I love every song on it. Mad Villain. Mad Villainy. 
is on there. I'm going to go another curveball here. Watching movies with the sound off. Mac Miller. I almost said that. I think the album's amazing. I'm also going to... No, I can't. I'm not going to throw that one in there. Never mind. Don't listen to me on that one. My eyebrow is... Also Divine Feminine, though, too. Because I really like that album. Yeah. See, there's a couple songs on that one that I'm like, eh. Really? Yeah. Another screwball for you, though. Oh, Kids See Ghost is on there, but also I think... I think Pablo's on there. I love Pablo. Okay. <laughs> I know you don't agree with that, probably. Jimi Hendrix, Are You Experienced, is on there. Of course. Um, what about Fantasy? Did you say that one? No, I didn't, because I don't think it's perfect. Yeah. I don't think so either, but I just didn't know. I do not. Th- oh, Funkadelic's Maggot Brain is on there for me. 100%. I might have... I don't like shit. I don't go outside. Is on. Is up there too. Mm, by Earl. Especially because it's only thirty minutes and every song is good. Yeah. So I like that. Earl, put out new music, please. Yeah. Like I'm real. asking as a friend, please. I'm tired <laughs> of listening. Like I still love listening to all your old stuff, but I really, really, really would love new music, like a lot, like a lot, a lot. But anyways, that's all we have. Unless you can think of one more perfect album. Nope, okay, that's all we got for today. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, I'm kidding. Did you want to say one? No, not anymore. Okay, good, because we're done. Um, track of the week, give me your pick. Oh, um, I was going to say either Uproar from the Carter Five or You Can't from Amine's latest album. Is that from, what is that one called? High Five, High Points Five. Oh, yeah, High Point. High Point yeah. Five. <laughs> I don't something know. Something like that, 1.75 or something, yeah. <laughs> And mine was um, 17 Days by Prince from Piano on a Microphone, 1983, which is that album I mentioned earlier. It's a beautiful, beautiful song, beautiful album. Um, Thank you guys for listening. It has been a fun one. It's always way more fun when I have a guest on board with me. Did you have fun? No. Okay. Anyways. (laughs) No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, she's not kidding. She hates me, actually. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's been an hour. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. Apparently. Fun yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Uh, this has been episode 15. 15 weeks. That's a long time, actually, when I think about it. Word. Don't say word. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Please, please, please like, share anywhere you possibly can. Please. I hate doing that. I'm, I'm begging you, please share. <laughs> please share it or I'll come find your family. No, I'm kidding. But uh, thank you guys for listening. It means a lot. Even if I only get a few listens per episode, um, it makes me happy knowing that somebody's at least listening to all the work I'm putting into it. Um, so thank you all for listening. And don't forget to keep a clean track record. <laughs>